Welcome back to the Scarlet Faithful Podcast. It's my pleasure to welcome as a guest this episode, Rutgers men's lacrosse head coach Brian Brecht, a few days out from the 2023 season beginning. Coach Brecht, thanks so much for being here. No, you're very welcome, Aaron. Thanks for having me. So I know you're very busy uh, ramping up. Uh, you've had three scrimmages already this preseason, and you open up on Saturday against Marist. I wanted to ask, uh, in terms of this offseason, you have um, you know quite a bit of contributors back from last season, but you welcomed a lot of newcomers as well, uh, including nine transfers. What has that transition been like, and how helpful has it been to have so many returning core uh, players to the program to, to make that transition? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the, the big part of the transition and the, and the growth of our program throughout the fall and the preseason has been leaning on uh, the returning guys from last year. You know, not only the, the key guys and the All-Americans that everyone knows that were on the field helping us the last couple of years, but also, you know, some of the, uh, you know, other guys uh, throughout the locker room over the years that have really stepped up into, you know, you know, uh, bigger roles on, on game day for us uh, this coming season. So uh, we're going to lean on that experience. And uh, you know, I thought the fall was, uh, you know, uh, a slow burn, you know, and, and, and just uh, developing and, and very vanilla and gradually uh, implementing uh, the new guys, a lot of new faces. You know, uh, we got a great freshman class that we're excited about, the transfers, um, and then uh, the returning guys, uh, you know, with all the experience. It's uh, It's been a good fall, good preseason, and uh, and the three scrimmages has allowed us to get a lot of game reps, uh, you know, against a different color jersey with officials, you know, playing out of a lot of game-like situations that, uh, you know, we wouldn't be able to get just by practicing alone. And um, you do have quite a bit of experience back. I wanted to ask specifically about Ethan Rawl. Uh, first team All-American, um, how much stability does he bring the program just uh, not only on the field as your long stick midfielder, but also, um, you know, uh, off the field with, with his leadership and what he brings to the team? Yeah, you know, he's been a big part of our success the last couple of years on and off the field. Uh, you know, he really leads by example. You know, uh, he, he plays hard and, and comes with a lot of energy in, in uh, every day of practice, you know, not just on game day. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's really impressive to see how hard he works in the weight room uh, and in, uh, you know, in drills and practice. So he's certainly a leader by example. Uh, he's got an unbelievable voice and, and um, you know, certainly is uh, taking the new guys and the returning guys under his wing. And, uh, you know, certainly we're a better program for, for him, uh, for, for what he does for, for us uh, every day. And, and obviously on game day, you know, being uh, the best in the country at that, at that position. And uh, he's one of a few guys that have come back now, you know, uh, yet again for, for another year, extra year eligibility, you know, Bobby Russo, David Sprock. What, 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 I guess, how has it helped you as a coach having uh, program guys that just come back year after year? You know, you've had very little players ever transfer out uh, through your tenure. Um, what is it about the culture of this program that, that has bred that kind of uh, experience and longevity within um, players' tenures? Yeah, no, uh, you know that's a uh, you know that's that's a big part of our success, no doubt, and uh, I think it stems from uh, you know just the program, the administration, uh, the support that they provided us. I think the alumni base, the support that they provide us, uh, and then you know it started uh, you know back with uh, with Kieran Mullins and uh, with, with Adam Shalambidi. So you know having our you know guys uh, come up through the program, you know the the Garrett Bullets and uh, Ryan Gallagher's and Brendan Kamish's and Mike Sanguinetti's, uh, Stephen Russo last year, you know Jared Jean Felix, so a lot 
lot of our homegrown guys, you know, uh, and in this year with Bobby Russo, like you said, David Sprock coming back and, and Ethan Rowell, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's been great to have, you know, our guys, uh, you know, uh, who are in the program uh, for four years, stay, get a master's from the school of business and, uh, and play at the highest level before, you know, going into their careers uh, in life after college. So, uh, that's that's you know the locker room atmosphere, you know the the competition, the, the experience, the knowledge on the field, the, the plan that we have here at Rutgers, and and the mentoring. Uh, I think uh, it's on and off the field has, has been a uh, a big part of uh, you know our success and the development of our new and younger guys each year that come into the program. And you've always had a lot of balance offensively, uh, you know, with, with multiple contributors. You have uh, obviously Ross Scott back. Uh, after a great year last year, 50 goals, and then um, obviously Shane Knobloch, uh, Knobloch and then um, uh, even Brian Cameron. Uh, you know, how has that experience helped? And I guess uh, what can you say in terms of where that group is at uh, heading into the season? Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, on both sides of the ball, uh, that experience, like you mentioned, uh, with some of the players' names and, and uh, the experience that Ross Scott had last year on the field for us here at Rutgers and then, you know, uh, in the World Games with uh, Team Canada over the summer, same thing with Shane Knobloch, you know, uh, you know, all of them have... Uh, you know, both of them, I should say, have been starters and been on uh, the field for, uh, you know, since day one uh, that they've and, uh, you know, Shane's experience uh, winning a gold medal with Team USA this summer. Uh, I've seen definitely a, a, a jump in a, a growth in their game, you know, this fall and, and even now in the preseason. So, you know, you have those two veterans uh, with all the game day experience they've had, you know, David Sprock back in the mix, you know, as a as an All-American and a, and a starter for us uh, you know, with all his time here on the banks and, you know, Brian. Cameron uh, with a, another year under his belt, so uh, you know it's it, it's been a great mix uh, on the offensive end, and same thing on the defensive end. You know, with uh, you know Brian App, with uh, Brad Apcar coming back with, uh, to help out with uh, Bobby Russo and Jack Stahanzik down low, Ethan, as we talked about earlier. Uh, I think uh, there's a there's a great core uh, of returning guys. You know, both offensively and defensively, and then you know some of the new guys, new guys. Uh, you know, as far as their role. You know, uh, with us over the years in the program and, and you guys, you know, freshmen and transfers, you know, coming in this year uh, that will sprinkle in. And but we're going to lean on the the, re the veteran returning guys, um, you know, with the experience they have. And, um, you know, it's uh, it's exciting that it's it's for real now. So this is game week and uh, uh, we're looking forward to starting the 2023 season. The uh, the rope unit, you know, you lost a lot of key guys, Brendan Kamish, uh, Tommy Coyne, uh, Zachary Frankoyak. Uh, you know, I guess where are you looking for production out of there? I know you have a chance for Ryan Decker from Colgate, um, but uh, I guess uh, how is that group uh, kind of formed in the preseason and offseason and how important is that for their transition uh, this season? Yeah, you know, I think each year, uh, you know, you're a little different. Uh, you know, guys are always going to graduate. You know, new guys are going to come in. Uh, returning guys are going to step up and have different roles. So, uh, but you know, as you mentioned, uh, you know, earlier in the in this conversation, you know, you know, Tommy Coyne, uh, an older guy. You know, Zach Frankowiak, an older guy who left with Masters and and uh, spent an extra year with uh, with COVID. So, you know, that is a lot of minutes and a lot of experience and a lot of success over the last couple of years to. Uh, uh, to kind of, you know, uh, fill in with, uh, but, you know, uh, Ryan Decker, you know, John Miller, Noah Daniels, uh, you know, they've, uh, they've, they've come into our program and uh, they've uh, been maybe defensive minded first, 
Uh, so uh, I think, uh, you know, the gelling of the defensive, uh, you know, uh, you know, side of the field ha has been very strong uh, with some of the veterans uh, taking them under their wings. You know, we have some uh, younger freshmen that are sprinkling in uh, that are uh, getting a lot of minutes in the preseason as well. Uh, you know, and I think, uh, you know, with, with Ross Scott, you know, uh, as a true quarterback uh, and, and point attackman and, you know, Brian Cameron having a little experience uh, being with us now for the second year. Uh, I think we're, uh, you know, figuring out you know, playing to our strengths a little bit. So, uh, you know, we might not be the same, you know, team with, uh, you know, Camus Franco and, and, um, and coin, uh, you know, uh, not being there for us. Uh, but I think, uh, it, it's still, uh, it, it's been a great preseason and, uh, just going to be a little different uh, with some of the things we do, you know, from the defense to the offensive end this year. And, uh, just in terms of uh, goalie, obviously big transition there, uh, Colin Kirst, you know, uh, tremendous asset to your program the last two seasons. Um, now we're placing him with three newcomers. Uh, you have um, uh, Kyle Mullen, the transfer from Harvard, uh, Anthony Palmer from Stony Brook, and then the uh, All-American freshman, uh, Cardin Stoller. How has that been in terms of that group uh, competing with one another and strengthening that position? Yeah, I think uh, that's exactly what it's been. It's been a great group uh, that have uh, battled and competed with one another. I, I think the experience that uh, you know Kyle and Anthony bring from from uh, starting at their respective schools and the minutes they've logged uh, at this level on game day has been a great help uh, of uh, you know developing Cardin and uh, you know mentoring him and kind of taking him under their wings a little bit. So uh, you know practices have been. Uh, competitive on, on both ends of the field uh you know drills have been competitive you know having uh you know uh you know three you know very strong goalies uh um you know with talent and experience uh, uh battling every day in practice so uh and i think that's what the preseason has been for um you know we've had you know uh 12 quarters you know uh of scrimmage time to you know be able to you know give those guys uh, a lot of reps and uh you know certainly uh looking forward to settling in on on opening day and um and having them continue to you know, challenge and battle and uh, compete every day in practice. Uh, you know, so uh, that's uh, been a, a healthy room so far. So uh, we're going to miss, you know, Colin. And uh, he certainly was an All-American and uh, did a great job for us for two years. Uh, but very excited with the, the competition that we have in the Golden Room this year and, and uh, success and the development that uh, all three of them are showing each day in practice. And uh, I think it gets maybe underappreciated. But, you know, during COVID, you had a lot of disjointed off-seasons uh, having you know the most success in program history last season, and then have a full, having a full off season this past year, how critical has that been to just kind of keeping things going and being able to uh, you know prepare as as well as possible for this upcoming season? Yeah, no, I'm a, a firm believer in uh, in the routine and having a plan and uh, you know being consistent with uh, with all that we do, and and that's uh, you know one of the things we tried to do with COVID as well, and uh, you know I think. Uh, you know, uh, there were some obstacles and, uh, and hurdles, but our, our guys uh, did a great job of navigating those and, and having a, a plan and a routine, you know, every day that you know, help them, uh, you know, have the success during that period and uh, continue, you know, last couple of years. So no different this year. And, um, you know, we're excited, uh, you know, with the process that, uh, you know, we've laid out and, uh, and, and, and each day matters to us and, you know, get these opportunities back. So, uh uh, it's it's been a fun preseason. Uh, I'm excited to get going this week, and I think so are the guys. A uh, big part of your success last year, I think, was you know you led the country in fewest turnovers. How important is that? I guess how much do you stress that uh, as part of your program, and and how has that developed over the years in terms of getting better and better in that area? 
Yeah, no, I, I think it's the the process as, as far as the fundamentals. Uh, you know, uh, you know, you're not going to be, you know, you know, you love to be, uh, you know, great at all the specialties, the man up, the man down, the save percentages, face off, uh, the clearing percentage. You know, but you know, uh, you know, personnel changes, and uh, you know, you're going to be stronger, and, and maybe uh, need to develop uh, certain areas uh, each year a little differently. Uh, so uh, the the one theme, uh, whether it's uh, you know stick work and fundamentals, uh, I think the turnovers, you know, uh, it, it certainly uh, you know allows us to balance. You know, if we're not getting uh, you know all the faceoffs that we need, if we're clearing the ball successfully and you know not turning the ball over, those are extra possessions. You know, if we're if we're uh, getting a few more faceoffs, we're making a few more saves, and we're you know being uh, um, you know. You know, good with uh, ball control. Uh, you know, that's even more possessions. So uh, I think it's a possessions game. So the more possessions you have uh, from uh, all those areas, whether it's uh, fewer turnovers, you know, successful clearing, you know, face-offs, ground balls, um, you know, saves. Uh, it, those are all you know more opportunities we can get it to Ross Scott, get it to Shane Knobloch and David Sprock and Brian Cameron and uh, Dante Coolis and you know some of the guys on the offensive end. Uh, you know, the more opportunities we're going to have to score. And um, you know, uh, I think uh, that's that's you know the few turnovers in the, in the clearing and, the, and the, obviously the fundamentals have been a big part of our success. And you mentioned Dante Coolis. I wanted to ask about him. You know, he had a, a, um, uh, some absence at some point last season, but, you know, came on strong at the end. How excited are you for his potential uh, and just what he could bring to this team? Yeah, no, he's uh, another one that's had a uh, had a great freshman year as far as developing from the fall to the spring, and and really had a uh, um, you know high hopes of uh, sprinkling him more into uh, a better veteran lineup last year. Just a couple of injuries and uh, and and chunks of practice time that he had missed, uh, you know, kind of prevented us from um, you know maybe using him more on game day. And um, you know he's he's healthy, he's older, you know, not just uh, in the classroom and on the field. Uh, but uh, just his communication and uh, you know the gelling with the other guys, uh, he's been a, a big part of our you know preseason and uh, looking forward to him you know kind of you know stepping into a, a newer role as I said you know uh, with some of the returning guys uh, you know on game day. And um, in terms of your schedule, you know you always schedule pretty competitively with the non-conference to get ready for the Big Ten. A lot of the usual uh, opponents back: uh, St. John's, Army, Loyola. Um, but uh, Utah being on the schedule caught my eye a little bit. I just curious how that came about, and um, you know what, what, uh, how that uh, I guess helps in terms of get preparing for the Big Ten. Yeah, no, I think uh, you know Utah's picked to win their conference, and uh, it was in the top twenty last year. Has a strong RPI. Uh, same with UMass. You know, uh, you know, a uh, uh, top twenty, top twenty-five RPI team. You know, picked to you know, uh, you know, come uh, you know, uh, and, and and lead their conference uh, with the with the new uh, A10 conference this year. So, you know, uh, I think those are two. Um, you know, great, you know, teams that, uh, you know, have had uh, good success recently have um, have strong conferences that they're going to compete and uh, have a chance to, you know, earn an AQ and, and also, uh, provide, uh, you know, good numbers with the RPI. So uh, I think that the Big Ten is going to be a bear. I think all the teams in the Big Ten are are significantly uh, better than last year. And then uh, you throw in the uh, the natural rivals with uh, Princeton and Army and the Loyola game for the last couple of years. Um, you know, uh, we're, we're you know between the Big Ten and some of the uh, rivalries that we have, uh, and then the non-conference uh, teams. You know, uh, being picked uh, at the top of their conference and competing for AQs. I think we've put together a, a great schedule for our guys to compete, get better, challenge themselves, and uh, hopefully prepare us for our best lacrosse as we uh, enter into. Uh, Big Ten play in April and uh, in postseason in May. And obviously you do have a lot of newcomers, but for the guys that are back, um, 
I guess, you know, th there's been a couple of seasons where you, uh, you haven't been able to have fans as much as you've liked. Obviously, uh, you had a great turnout last year for the NCAA tournament. But um, I guess, is, is there almost a more of appreciation now going into a fresh season and knowing, you know, you're going to be able to have fans at, at SHI Stadium on a regular basis and be able to take advantage of that, that home field? Yeah, I think that's uh, that's exciting. I think our, our parents, our alumni, and uh, and uh, and the fans of our of our players have uh, really done a great job supporting us uh, home and uh, and away. Uh, you know, the last couple of years, uh, and uh, now to be able to have the fans of uh, New Jersey lacrosse and the youth and the high school, uh, you know, be able to come out. Um, you know, hopefully it's been a mild preseason. So if that continues. I think uh, you know the weather and the, and the time of the games, and I think we have a, a mix of games. You know, from the traditional you know one o'clock Saturday afternoons to a couple of Friday night games, Sunday night games. So uh, you know, it, it really provides uh, our fans a, a great opportunity to you know to come um, you know watch the Scarlet Knights and uh, and all the family and friends and alumni of our players to you know be around uh, here on the banks uh, as much as possible. We Great. You know, uh, you know, we got eight home games, you know, like I said, with a mix of Saturday games, Friday night, Sunday night games, you know, looking to you know have everyone back on campus as, as many times as they come to come uh, you know, watch the guys play. So last question for you, just in terms of expectations that you have for this team, obviously coming off your most successful year in program history, uh, I, I guess, does that success help or hurt going into this year? And I guess, how do you reset, um, you know, the expectations for this new team? Yeah, you know, I think the last couple of years and, uh, you know, uh, even, uh, you know, once we started the Big Ten, uh, you know, uh, you know, the, the expectations were to compete for uh, Big Ten championships and, and the postseason play. And I don't think that ever, you know, changes, uh, you know, the groups change and, and, and guys uh, graduate, uh, but uh, new guys come in and uh, that expectation with the returning guys uh, always stays the same. So our, our senior class this year, our our um, you know captains and uh, and our leaders uh, I think have been great all through the fall and the preseason and I think that will continue through the regular season that we're about to embark on right now and um, you know the success uh, over the last couple of years I think just uh, makes everyone a little hungrier you know to keep taking the the next step and uh, you know it's it's hard to get here uh, but also uh, you know hard and just as difficult to to stay here at this level so I think the consistency and the routines that we have you know in the process uh, it's not only uh, in the off season and the preseason, but it it uh, holds true in the in the season and, and going into the postseason and, and uh, taking those next steps uh, as individual players, but also as a program as a whole. Rutgers men's lacrosse head coach Brian Brecht, always a pleasure to talk to you. I really appreciate you taking time uh, on game week and uh, wish you the best of luck this season and look forward to uh, covering your team as always. My pleasure. Thanks for all your support of our guys. So uh, enjoy the rest of your day and uh, go are you. All right. Thanks, coach.